0: Good morning in the gym. Those that are watching in the gym and those that are watching online at home Today is a a special day a way that we often end our studies through books of the Bible It's our reading service And one of the things we do with our reading service is we spend some time to just read the book from God's word And let God's word affect us. Do you believe that God's word is powerful? Amen and so We want to show our commitment to God's Word by taking periodically throughout the year a time where we just read it and we let God's Word speak to us. I am absolutely convinced that the Holy Spirit is waiting to speak to us this morning with something from His Word as we read it, as we talk about it, as we think of why we do this. Sometimes people ask, well, why why spend a day to do this? And it's not just that I don't want to talk as much today. And, and maybe that's a blessing. I don't know, um, <laughs> but Scripture actually instructs us to publicly read God's word. In First Timothy four thirteen, one of the other pastoral epistles from what we're studying, um, Paul says to Timothy, "Until I come, devote, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching." And so we want to obey God's word in all that we do. We want to be an example of that, and so we publicly we take a sunday and we publicly read god's word a verse that i've been reflecting on this week has came up in my my scripture typer memory system is hebrews 412 for the word of god is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart and i believe that that god's word is active and sharp And it's, it's living. And so today we'll, we'll hear God's word. As we read God's word, one of my prayers for us as as village is that we see the bigger picture. I know Titus is a tiny book and we're going to, we're going to split it up into two halves today. We're going to read Titus and talk about how Paul is instructing Titus to plant these churches, to stabilize these brand new churches in a world that has gone amok and a world full of distractions. And so I want to see that. And so part of this is to see the broader flow of Scripture. We've, we've gone paragraph by paragraph, and we've studied it. But as we read Titus, you're going to hear this theme over and over. Live for God. Watch out for distractions. Serve God. Don't let anything stop you. Live for God. Live godly lives. Watch out for these things and avoid these things. And over and over, it's follow God in holiness... And be undistracted in how you do it. And as I was thinking through this morning, undistracted is our theme this year, but boy, isn't it appropriate for the world we live in right now? There, there are so many distractions that can take us away from seeking God and doing His work. We desperately need to hear this today. It, it, it's something that we struggle with. How many were distracted this week by something in life? Yeah, every hand should go up, if we're, if we're gonna be honest. And distractions come in all forms, right? We can be distracted by angst, I would call it. From external things in the world that are frustrating. And this is, these are the distractions of, do I wear masks? Do I not wear masks? What, what's the current law? What's going on? And we can get so focused on that, that we forget our primary objective is the gospel. Making difference, a difference for the gospel. And so the answer to that angst is to refocus on what God wants us to do and to use every difficult situation as an opportunity to show who Christ is. We can be distracted by internals, by trials, by just the junk that happens. Thank you very much, sound team. Hey, it's a picture that anything can distract us. But we can't let it. We can't let these things steer us away from seeking God and doing His work. We can just be distracted by sin, and Titus is, the book of Titus is going to deal with that, where we leave unchecked sin in our lives, and so we can't seek God, we can't seek godliness and do His work. We can be distracted by people, by people around us that frustrate us, And all of these things, we've got to set aside the distractions and say, how am I going to use every situation to seek God? So as we read through the book of Titus, remember the themes, and we put those in your notes this morning. Remember the themes, listen for them, pursue godliness. It's an outgrowth of your salvation. Eliminate distractions that hinder you from living for God and and. Titus is going to take those two things, or Paul to Titus is going to take those two things, like I said. He starts by saying, live for God, have godly leadership in the church, but watch out for false teachers. Then he goes to godliness in each age group, but watch out, young women, for for pursuits outside of the home, young men for self and pursuits of self. He talks about work and work in a way that honors God but avoid and the distraction of lying and stealing and trying to get ahead. Be careful of those distractions. And he goes over and over and over and says, be zealous for good works. Listen for the theme of hope. Hope that Christ is going to return and we can trust Him. Listen for the theme of discipleship, training others to live godly lives, letting others train us, and being a healthy church that prioritizes Christ. So as we read, you'll notice the first part of your notes is mostly a blank page. What I'd love for you to do, as we read, write down a verse that the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. As you hear, as you listen, say, oh, that was good. Or, oh, that hurt. Or that, that's what I need. And write it down. Maybe you write down the reference, something to remember it. And then after we read Titus, I want to ask you what those, some of those verses are. And, and let's see how the Holy Spirit is working in our congregation. So listen and, and highlight some of those things. But mostly we want to start with prayer and allow God to work through His Word and ask the Holy Spirit to challenge us, to comfort, to encourage, and to refocus us away from distractions and on God. So let's pray for the power of God's word. Lord God, I do pray that your Holy Spirit is working in every heart that's here this morning, that you would use your word to pierce our hearts, to pierce our souls, Lord. I pray that we would each hear verses that you want us to hear this morning and apply them and be convicted by them, Lord, Use your word to bless us, to challenge us, to encourage and exhort us, Lord. Open our hearts to it this morning that we are receptive and ready to hear. In your name, amen.
1: Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination. For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced, since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, <laughs> evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply
2: kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourselves in all respect to be a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Bond sermons are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Declare these things. Exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you.
0: Just a short little postcard, right? That, that Paul wrote to Titus, that the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write to Titus as he helped churches in very crazy times and a crazy culture. What are some verses that stood out to you or a thought that stood out to you or something in the study of Titus that has hung with you that you could share this morning? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I don't know if everyone could hear. Savannah was saying, chapter 1, verse 16, um, they profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for every good work. She was talking about how it's easy to play the game, right? It's easy to come to church, say all the right things, do all the right things, but God is looking for wholehearted followers that show that in their life and in their fruit. So that's challenging, making sure we don't, and we all can slip into that verse sometimes <laughs> and to make sure... That we don't stay there. Someone else. Troy, nice and loud. Uh, been, uh, one, uh, <laughs> okay. So he, Troy was talking about that, um, we should be ready to counter false teaching, um, but not looking for a fight. And so be, to know the truth, to be ready, and, and, and we all need to know the truth and be in the word daily and to be seeking that so we can defend the truth, especially when there's division in the church. But that doesn't mean we're going around looking for it, being critical and witch hunting and all that kind of stuff. So, good. Thank you. Karen. Yeah. So Karen read 2.13 through 14 as um, waiting for that hope that Jesus is going to come back. But then that hope and the fact that Jesus is coming back should purify us, make us be zealous for those good works. Thank you. And if someone online wants to share or out in the gym wants to share, um, you can put it in the comments. I think we have people here, pastors, that can monitor those um, and share those. Anyone else?
3: Three, two. Uh, To speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy towards all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, Slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing their days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works that we've done in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. So it gives a justification for why, um, reason for why we should treat others with kindness
0: and goodness. Yeah. And that's a powerful reason. So Phil was sharing um, out of three, two through four, two through five, um, that the, we should be kind to others, be gentle for others. And the basis for that is we were like them before Jesus and, and through nothing of our own. You know what? I actually do have a cordless mic here because I'm, I'm trying to repeat everything for those that aren't in the room. Although now no one's going to share, Right. <laughs> I know how this works. (laughs) Jessica. Um,
4: I like uh, Titus uh, 2, 3 through 6. Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good so that we may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. And so much of our culture preaches against that. Yeah. And um, so I guess it's just a sober reminder that for for me to honor God, I need to honor my husband and you know, be living by the word instead of by the world.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing. And And we're to both be worthy of of passing that on to others and then hearing that instruction. So I got to, to peek in a little bit on the women's um, retreat yesterday. Um, And it was just wonderful to see women of all ages investing each other. That's what the church should be. And, and so thank you, Teresa.
4: Like that first too, but I also was touched by um, uh, chapter two, verses nine and 10. Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. Because, again, with with our culture, we have to remember that uh, we are messengers of God's word, even in the workplace. And in spite of the fact that there are a number of us that are just believers, there, is, there are so few of us, we have to be that example to the non-believers, so hopefully we can bring them to the Word as well.
0: Amen. And that's, amen. that's
4: been my mission.
0: Yeah, amen. So even even work can be a distraction unless we use it for the king. So, anyone else? Oh,
4: this Titus 3, um, 5. And nine. He saved us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. And then three nights. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and curals about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless.
0: Amen. Thank you for sharing. starts out, uh, we're appreciating the truth. He's saying that uh, uh, to build up the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. So I appreciate Village and you, Pastor Ron, for allowing us to grab onto his word. And man, having the truth instead of deception or all Amen. the other things out there to me is extremely valuable. And just having it acknowledge how important truth was. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Someone else. I was going to say, we've got to get someone on this side. Yeah, a good <laughs> Sorry, oh, I just had throwing down the anyway. gun. No distractions. <laughs> <laughs> Speak kindly oh, to others. <laughs> but uh, in uh, Titus 1, 2, it says, In hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before mm. the ages began. I think that's a, a promise that uh, we have because I don't know what faith or what person in this world would ever say that God lies. There's proof that uh, when God promises eternal life amen, through, through His Word. What He promises He will do, and He promises that we have hope and He's coming back.
3: Uh, one, I just lost it. One fifteen, the uh, the second part of it, uh, both their mind and conscience are defiled. Those who are impure, Uh, it's so easy for our consciences and our minds to become defiled by input from our culture, and it's we have the measuring stick of Scripture to come back to. It's not our pastors' consciences, it's not uh, media's uh, input, it's the truth of Scripture, and that's one. Reason I like the reading of Scripture in this service because that's our measuring stick. Amen. Thank you, Terry.
0: I throw it. <laughs> there, you go, there you go. Back to this side, I guess. <laughs> well, this has already been brought up, but I just wanted to do a quick follow up on Titus 3 3 saying that for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. The impression I got from that verse was, you know, as someone who's been a Christian for a while and grew up in church, sometimes it's easy for those like that to kind of think, well, you know, I'm not as bad as other people or, you know, or, yeah. I'm I'm okay, but... I guess that verse is a reminder that it doesn't matter what you've done or what you haven't done. We're still sinners by nature, and we all equally need Jesus. Yeah. So that's Amen. a big reminder for me. Amen. Yeah, sometimes I think of where would any of us be if we weren't saved. And and it's, it's not good. <laughs> but praise God for his grace. Getting my steps in today.
1: Um, Titus three fourteen. our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. And it, to me, it kind of reminds me the way that we need to live intentionally. Um, and that we need to live lives that are productive in the way of bringing ourselves closer to working for Christ and for the great commission. Yeah.
0: Thank you, faith. An undistracted life is an intentional life, right? Because if we're not intentional, things will distract us. Just by their nature,
1: I want to piggyback on three um, nine about avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, discussions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. You cannot be anywhere on social media today without <laughs> being sucked into or at least trying to avoid the controversies and this foolish foolish controversies and I know this is a, uh, quarrels about the law is probably talking about the Mosaic law, but we're quarreling among ourselves among Christians about wear a mask, don't wear a mask, you know, is vaccination good is vaccination bad. I mean, it's you get sucked into that and you are really distracted.
0: Yeah. Amen. Cuz if we're spending all our time talking about that what aren't we? And that's not talking, the right stuff. not talking about the right stuff and that's convicting. And and it's 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 a hard focus to keep. Thank you for sharing that. Any online well, then I get to share last. Um, <laughs> Titus 2. And there, there's a lot of, I mean, this is one of those books that feels like it's just crammed with every other verse, something powerful, that would, just with an economy of words, just in, in three chapters, just boom, 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 boom. But Titus chapter 2, when it talks to the older men, older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-control, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. And that those things should be the goal of, of all of us. That's that's maturity and especially for older men. But what really what really struck me as as we read it again this time is sound in faith. and faith. And the idea is I've always thought of it as okay, I know my faith, I'm I'm gonna hold to it, but sound and faith also to not waver or get distracted when stuff in life happens. And, you know, I, I think of a building that is sound in a hurricane stays. It it, it stays standing. And as, as older men, and I appreciate so many here that are just a foundation, we're to stay sound in our faith, even when the the incredible things in life happen, the difficult things in life. And it's, it's hard. I mean, we appreciate your prayers as our family because there's a lot of things that are wanting to blow that down, but we're to be sound in faith and to be always reflecting that. That's Titus, Undistracted Godliness. And I hope you go back. I'd encourage you to go back this week and read it for yourself again, it'll be the best six and a half minutes you spend this week. Um, so it, I'm not; a, it's not a big ask. <laughs> um, but go back and read it and remember the truth of God's word. Now, what we want to do with the second part of our reading service is go back to our sermon series before that, where we taught through our church covenant, and and the idea here is. Titus is all about building a healthy church. Paul is helping instruct Titus how to build a healthy church in a crazy world. And so we wanted to end our our reading service by reading through the verses from our church covenant. What do we want to be as a healthy church? What do we want to be as members of a church family? Because as we, I know this goes back all the way to January, but as a church family, we have responsibilities to each other. Now in this reading part, there's a lot of different verses we'll read, so we put notes in your worship folder that actually list it out. So if you want to follow along, those are all in the ESV, and that way you can see it. If you just want to sit and listen, you can. But let's think about, okay, how can we be an undistracted church? How can we be a church family? How can we follow Titus, the instructions in Titus, and live out our godliness as a church family? So I'd like to invite our first reader for um, this part to come up and join us.
5: I will protect the unity of God's church. Psalm 133, 1 through 3. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, uh, the blessing, life evermore. Ephesians 4, 2 through 4, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. Romans twelve sixteen through 17, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Uh, never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Romans fifteen five through 6 May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may, with, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ by acting in love toward other members. John thirteen thirty four through 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. 1 Peter 1, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for a sincere brotherly love, Love one another earnestly from a pure heart. 1 John 4, seven, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. By refusing to gossip and instead practicing forgiveness. 2 Corinthians 12.20 For I fear that perhaps when I come, I may find you not as I wish, and that you may find me not to you, uh, to you wish, that perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, conceit and disorder. Ephesians 4:29 and 32: Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Colossians 3, 8 through 10 and 13. But now you must put then away all, ang- put all away anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put, put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. By intentionally encouraging others in the church family. Romans 12.10 Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. First Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Hebrews 10.25 not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. By following the leaders, Hebrews 13:17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you.
6: I will share the responsibility of God's church by praying for its growth and my church family. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. That without ceasing, I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will, I may know at last succeed in coming to you. Ephesians six eighteen. Praying at all times in the spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all persever- perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1-2 We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. James five sixteen, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power, as it is working by sharing Christ with those that do not know him and inviting them to attend. John one forty five through forty six. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathaniel said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. First Peter three fifteen but in your heart, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks of you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Luke fourteen twenty-three, And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. By warmly welcoming those who visit. Romans twelve nine through 13 let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Romans 15:7 Therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God by giving regularly of my time, energy, and resources. Matthew twenty five, fourteen through twenty six. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to with his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his ability. Then he went away. He had received he who had received five talents went at once and traded with them. And he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent and dug it, went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the masters of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you deliver me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And also he and he also who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you deliver me to two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over a little, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. You also who had received the one talent came forward, saying, "Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours." But his master answered him, "You wicked and slothful servant!" First Corinthians sixteen two. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put aside, uh, put something aside, and store it up, as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come. Leviticus 27.30 Every tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruits of the trees, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Second Corinthians nine seven, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. By studying God's word and helping others in the church family grow spiritually. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 2 Timothy 2, 2-15. and 15. And what have you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also? Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, right, rightly handling the word of truth. Romans fifteen fourteen, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another.
4: I will serve the ministry of God's church, Ephesians four, fifteen to 16. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. 1 Corinthians twelve, eighteen to 21. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. By discovering my gifts and talents, and joyfully using them to serve the body of Christ. 1 Peter four ten and eleven, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks, as one who speaks oracles of God; whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 1 Corinthians twelve seven and 11. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Ephesians 2:10 For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works in which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. By making it a priority to serve others in God's church. Galatians 6:9-10 And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are in the household of faith. Galatians 5:13 and 14. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself by being equipped to serve my pastors. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. By developing a servant's heart and coming ready to serve others. Philippians 2, 3 through 7. being born in the likeness of men, John thirteen three through seven and twelve through seventeen. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands, and that He had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside His outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around His waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you?
7: I will support the testimony of God's church by attending and worshiping faithfully. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. By living a godly life based on God's word as our sole authority. Psalm one nineteen one Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Philippians 1.27 Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. 2 Timothy 3.16-17 All scripture is breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. 1 Thessalonians 1, 6-8 And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction, with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. By having the example of my actions and speech reflect Christ well to others. 2 Corinthians 3, 2-3 you yourselves are our letter of recommendation, written on our hearts, to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the Living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. First Timothy four twelve. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in faith, in love in love and faith, in purity. First Peter two, twelve. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. By making everything I do, give glory to God. Matthew 5.16, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. 1 Corinthians 10.31, So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Colossians 3.17, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. First Corinthians six twenty. For you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body.
0: May God bless the reading of his word. That's what we're to be about. Those verses. You know, four pages of verses is what we want our church to be about. If we're to be an undistracted church, if we're to be sold out for Christ and and sold out for godliness, and you can read those verses and think, wow, that's a huge list, or we can read it and say, that's what we want to aspire to. That's what we want to follow to be a healthy church. That's how we want to treat each other. That's how we want to help each other grow. And so for me, those verses go well with Titus of how to be a church that, that will follow God in the middle of distractions. A couple of other comments of people online. Adrienne loved Titus 1.15. Under the pure, all things are pure. But under them that are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. And Jeannie wrote, the, the Greek word hope in Titus 2.13 means to anticipate with pleasure, to expect or have confidence in. We find hope, or confidence in the future by looking back at God's faithfulness in the past. Amen. That's God's Word today. What I'd like to do is we, we finish the time of reading, and just bow our heads, close our eyes, or if you want to look at your notes, you can. But I want to ask the question, what is keeping you, and, and don't think of anyone else around you right now, what is keeping you, distracting you from wholehearted pursuit of God? For some, it may be that you've never given your life to Christ, and I urge you today's the day to do that. Talk to me afterwards, because Jesus is so worth following. For some, it's just this world has has you so discombobulated that you're not sure which way's up, and right now that's the time to give that to God. For some, maybe it's things that are distracting you from serving, or or things that are distracting you from being part of the body. But what is it that's distracting you from God's purpose or could distract you from God's purpose? And just spend a few minutes giving that to God in prayer. Maybe write it in a blank spot on your notes. You can pray that during, during the week as well. But let's spend just some time in quiet with our Lord and Savior. But God, I pray for Village. I pray that we would be your church, that we would be sold out for you, and this world would see every person in this room and watching and in the gym, and they would see us and see a testimony of a people that love you, of a people that are unrelenting in our passion to follow you and our passion for the gospel and the hope that we have, Lord. May we be a hopeful people because our trust is in you not in this world, not in the systems around us, but our trust is in you. Lord, I pray that you'd work in each of us individually this week. Remove distractions. Reveal distractions. Do whatever it takes, Lord, to keep us sold out for you, following you, and as a church serving you and making a difference for the gospel. Thank you for your word, God, in your name.